I would never wear the, the, uh, the sweater of the former name of the, the Washington NFL. Nobody's judging us. Episodes theme uh, just oh, okay. now at the yeah, beginning, yeah. and that was not that was not good. Okay. Oh great, we're gonna get in trouble. Well, I'm very sweaty because the the water is off. Yeah, they're doing work downstairs. Addie's being very noisy. I had stress dreams all night. What's what kind of stress dreams? Nothing important, like about finances or family stuff. But I'm very I'm very stressful about tomorrow and getting Bruce tickets. Oh yeah, that's stressful. I mean, we have an access code for Newark, but I'm very nervous. I think that people can relate to that. You know, that's a big Every, stress everyone across life, the nation worrying if they're going to get Bruce Springsteen tickets. <laughs> no, you know, you've never seen him live. You have never. I never. Yeah, you, no. I would pay six hundred dollars. I wouldn't. No. For the, what's the? Ma I'm no mathematician. What's the math? He usually plays for like five and a half hours. So well, divide that it. by six hundred. That is like worth it. Yeah, for time. A yeah. hundred and uh, ten dollars kind of per hour. Endurance. I know. Um, it's crazy. Well, you never read his autobiography. At hour four, I would definitely want to sit down. Like oh, if it's this a standing is, I've, never been, I've never seen him GA. Oh, okay. I've only ever seen him in assigned seats. I guess he would have he would have to play that. Like then he wouldn't be able to play the Stone Pony like ever because everybody would just be like, I'm gonna sit in like Indian style. Like I don't care. I'm <laughs> hour four. You're not allowed to. Say, it's it's pretzel. Whatever, Jesus. <laughs> The, the heavy breathing that's happening right now that happened in the other episode is not me. You can hear her breathing under the door down the hall. It's the it's the dog. Yeah, uh, and a new way. and a new building is going up across the street. So if you hear any hammering, at least the building right next to us that seems to be done. But we were getting woken up at like six thirty. She sounds like a bull. Like she's about to. Like, no, the <laughs> about poor thing. Charge. She knows that she came up a lot in the last episode. So. So she, <laughs> she just has no idea what's going on. Like, why are they sitting at this table? They never little stand, sit here. Little like, Stan the man's being a little gentleman at my feet. Yeah, Although the night boy. before, um, someone apparently gave him his marching orders because <laughs> at night he was just marching up and down my body all night. Oh. While you slept soundly <laughs> next to me. Well, th this morning, like, he woke me up by me, like, laying my arm on him, and he was squirming because he, I was suffocating him. So, uh, that's, like, what? That was, that's my big... That's like the worst dog owners. My, my, like, my big worry of, like, him sleeping with us is just getting, like, crushed. Rolling or over. Or rolling over on him. Oof, but I think what a way. he'll be fine. He, well, he woke me up. Yeah. He was okay. You did the... Yeah. You know what? This episode, we did take the Kelly Ripa approach. Like, this is the first time we're talking today. Because you went to the gym and I did a little run in the park. Yeah, I had to re-park the car. Like, no... no and people that don't live in New York City don't understand that. Like, you have to... Repark your car every couple days or every day. Usually, Alex, it's easier if you keep track of it. But. <laughs> I didn't know what time it was. I had my eye cover I'm glad on. I watched the dogs and saw that it was on the wrong side. When my eye cover on, it could be six in the morning. It could be eleven a.m. I have. But no you're idea. one of those annoying people who's like, my downtime is my personal time. So you have notification. You you sleep your phone from like ten until like ten no, p.m. until it, like nine a.m. So if I'm calling you, tell you, Alex, you have to get down here and move the car. It goes right to voicemail because you're on sleeper mode. If there's because your precious time. <laughs> I will never, yeah, don't call me because I will not hear it or see it. That or is such a flex, though. It really is. It's like, you know what? I can't be bothered during these hours because it's my special. Is there a feature, like, if you can change it to, like, that should be a new feature. Like, if you can change it to friends and family that are calling you more than once. You know, like, somebody that's on your well, contact. That's a feature where you really like want you it. Like a, <laughs> Muted. a bunch of times. Well, like, in the morning. Like, if somebody, it's like an emergency yeah. thing. Like, do they have that? I don't, I don't know. 
really it should. Should we, like, call, it would just, should we call Apple after this? It would buzz. It would buzz my wrist after like three calls of a frantic uh, family member. You know what? Let's give up yeah. the pot. Let's let's get this idea rolling. It's already an idea. Somebody yeah, sure. already proposed that. Yeah, but on my uh, my way to the park, I did see someone reading the uh, the Heidi Chronicles. Which do you know that play? You must know those like Samuel French editions of plays though. They're like very Is um, it like Heidi from like American Girl? First of all. <laughs> like there was so much wrong. <laughs> I think my sister had an American girl. Was there a Heidi American girl? I think so. I was a Molly girl because she had like the, the blue eyes and the brown hair. And she was from si- the 40s, I of course. I think my sister had Molly. Like, no, Heidi. Kirsten. Kirsten, yeah. <laughs> like Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Not on the list. Mm-hmm. I love her, though. Sorry um, for derailing that story. I just had no idea. No, it's not like. that interesting, honestly, <laughs> but I, I saw it and it was I'll like. I'll just a, do that whenever I feel like those stories right. need to be derailed. <laughs> Uh, Wendy Wasserstein wrote it. It was a feminist play. Uh, very, very famous. It won the Pulitzer. Very famous. But she was reading it. I think it came out in like 88 or something. But it just reminded me of like a very specific time in my life when I was like doing plays and like trying to like being at Stella Adler and stuff which was the early 2010s which was the opposite of what was happening from the documentary we were watching last night in the early 2010s god I had never heard of that what was it I can't believe it's such a blind spot what was the the documentary called Hated, the most, most hated, hated man, man on the, the internet. internet. I literally, like in 2010, I was all over the internet. Did that not was our that. age. I was early 20s when all of this was happening. I was primed to be on that website. Like Believe me, I was primed to be on that website. Pure not that I was a scene kid. Scene but kid shit. Like no, no, like no. I just mean I was sending uh, nudes. Remember your family listens to this. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but this documentary is about this guy who uh, made this website that was, you know, hacking... Hacking computers and getting these nudes and publishing them. It was, it was disgusting. Reven- revenge porn it was like before the it was illegal. It yeah, was like well, the reason why it became illegal, I think. The, uh, and just preyed on uh, vulnerability. It was disgusting. It actually made my skin crawl the entire time watching it. Not just the horrendous shit that he was doing, but like that time and place. No, the style like that the they had. Thieving, like, uh, yeah. No. That people, down and out, like right outside of LA feeling. Well, just people listening to like Panic at the disco, like not that like hair, that, yeah. you know, like the hair that goes slightly over the face, but not fully. It's like no, it's like it's late emo because early emo is great. That in was very emo, much us. I was in that. My the Chemical scene, Romance emo, hell yes. But then getting into the like the well, later, like Taking Back Sunday and all that. I well, yeah. love that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, but getting into like the late. We 2010s, aged out. I feel like. Yeah, I was like I was I was almost out of college. I was out of college. Yeah, or that grad school. Yeah. And I was reading Wendy Wasserstein, Estella Adler, but it was uh, I don't. It's fascinating. It's like eating junk food watching that. Yeah. You were not into it. You were on your phone the whole time. I was, I was mouth. I was gay. making fun of it, which I feel bad that I was making no, fun those, of it. Good, those I was making. Women. I was making fun of them. You know, it was just kind of making fun of that it, this exists. It's like, I don't, I don't, it, they keep making this stuff. You know, it almost like advertises it, really. It's like, I didn't know about that. I don't think like a ton of people knew about that. Now it's like. Well, we all know there. that Netflix is garbage, but, but the fact that they're like churning out these, now the Victoria's Secret, the, um, I was going to say Boz Lerman, uh, the uh, Les Wexler um, documentary came out. It's just. Quality makes me feel the quality of these like docu series are it's skeevy to me. It's just a money making thing. Like Netflix is just becoming like that Abercrombie bad. and Finch one was yeah Abercrombie tacky. and Finch. It, it felt like it was an advertisement to buy Abercrombie now because I literally it was off yeah. my radar. I was like the biggest Abercrombie guy <laughs> in middle school. Literally the second guy in middle school after uh, oh Clark. Sorry, I forgot his first his name. His name was Clark. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> now that guy is like a country singer. It's funny. It's like we both like became kind of musicians, you know. But we were the first totally like, different. We first preppies in middle school to wear like Abercrombie. <laughs> See, that was not. If you couldn't tell from my list thus far, I was dressing in. Um, I was dressing in vintage. That sounds pretentious, but I was not wearing Abercrombie. I was wearing like my grandmother's clothing. Well, I grew up in like rural-ish, yeah. like middle school, so it was like I had to drive forty-five minutes just to get some Abercrombie. You know, like. But I did grow shit. up in a. The in designer, a sur- I grew up in a surfing town. Remember, so that yeah, shit was like very popular. Oh yeah, of course. Like, that was ubiquitous there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like rowing kids. Yeah. <laughs> the crew. Don't give them too the much. The crew. Credit. The crew shirts that Abercrombie sold. You literally. Had <laughs> you walked outside and you saw the crew kids yeah. rowing. I was like, I walked outside and I saw like like a you know an, well, I didn't I was gonna say alligator, but there's no alligators there. Like <laughs> some alligator. Uh, <laughs> no, just like I was at the end of a cul-de-sac in, in a lake. I would see some rednecks, whatever, just some rednecks walking around. Yeah. But, you know. Do you okay. feel dirty not showering? Yeah, I feel gross. Yeah. We had our little outfits on yesterday. I think it's psychosomatic a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. No, I, I just don't feel right before or like after or before I shower. It's just like it just, I don't know. Like I just, I just feel like the warm hug of a shower is like the best. You feel like it's, you're ready for the day. But you know what? It helped because I'm sure even though I was bitching about it yesterday, I'm sure you would have hopped in that shower with me today and ruined our little repartee that we're having right now. So you turn it on and it would go with like dirty brown water and then like, did that, did that happen? Like, no, it just, I was running the shower uh, to get it nice and hot and then it just trickled on to off. But because we were, it's actually, you know what, full circle. We were talking about Ghostbusters 2 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I just think when I turn the when I try to turn the shower back on, that pink goo from Ghostbusters 2 was going to come out. Pink goo. Do you remember that? The goo was coming out of the, um, all the faucets on like the Upper West Side and baby Oscar was taking a bath and the goo turned into a demon. It was pink or was it green? It was like Pepto-Bismol. No, the green was the Mr. Slime, Slime or whatever. No, it was, um, yeah, like Pepto-Bismol pink, like bubblegum pink. Hmm. Huh. You don't... You don't remember that. Yeah. I, was just I prefer the, the second guy. to the first. Ghostbusters. Yeah. No, they, they have that, uh, what is it, the, the ladder 47... Like what is it the the Ghostbuster? Yeah, they have it now. Fire, firehouse. I know we just drove Before past it the other day. They didn't and have they a the thing. Sign. The sign. Like, like, is that a museum now, or is it actually still used to like fight fires? No idea. But someone was taking a picture in front of it when we were driving by. Of course. Yeah, and we're then we decided we're going to go to the Odeon for your birthday. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, last night. Well, I you'll ride your bike there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, my electric bike or the... No. Or the cruiser, oh, God, don't bike. bring up the nerd bike. Oh, God. <laughs> it, oh it's, it's a good bike. No, no, I know. It just, just, like, it's I'm too trolling. small. It's too small for me. Yeah. But it's just, a, it's a good bike. No, I'm just saying your new birthday bike. You got oh the bike God. and a dinner will, out to the podium. I podium. cannot wait. I cannot wait until I get it this weekend. Yeah, we have to pick it up on the, in the morning. But we can't bring it to the city, though. No, no. The cruisers stay down at the beach. Yeah. And the... My beach, my my city bike. We is we're lucky enough to lock in the hallway. So we have an outdoor lock space, but no running water here at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's. Let's jump into it. Yeah. Why not? No one, no one cares about our morning routine. Yeah, they do. They wouldn't listen. Yeah. Are they listening? <laughs> yes. Hello out there. No, I know. Um. No, the park was very nice today, though. Cool. What's your number five? My new, my new sneakers. Are <laughs> oh, good. Okay. <laughs> you got um, A6. They're cool. I like them. No, oh, wait, five, wait, 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 guys. Ah. This is the Slogcast. <laughs> it is the Slogcast. Everybody. Hey, everybody. This is the Slogcast. Oh, I yeah. made Alice Kennard. We didn't introduce it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to anymore. Really, after the first Anymore. <laughs> no, we don't have to give the idea of what the podcast is, but we still have to say this We didn't is a really describe what a slog is either. 
It's what you're listening to right now. <laughs> the, the, de- the loose definition of a slog is like getting through something, kind of like trudging through mm-hmm. something. And it's just really us making fun of the medium of the podcast because everyone's now listening to long form media, yeah. which doesn't, Talk make, radio. doesn't really make any sense because like you, you listen to little bits of, or you watch little bits of like TikTok, you, watch, you look at your Instagrams, it's all instantaneous. And then you listen to a, like an hour podcast, two hour podcast. Yeah, I mean, uh, why do you? Do you ever just is? sit down and listen to a podcast, though? No. And well, we, sometimes. I, I'm a computer. It's my. It's when I'm doing something. If I'm for working sure. at my computer, but I'm not like I don't need to like fully pay attention to it with my mm-hmm. ears. Mm-hmm. I'll put it on, but like it, it is mostly like car walking outside. My commute. Yeah, it fills the void. You know, we're gonna fill God the void. God forbid! God forbid! I'm left alone. With Our voices are gonna here. fill the void for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? I was I was definitely um, razzing you yesterday about not knowing my movies. But you know what? I think my neck, my five. Don't look at my list. I can't read. That. I think my five. I think we're gonna. We're gonna rock and roll over here. It's really good, like cursive, but kind of. I can't really. No, I cur- I do cursive like, and, and um, print. But I make fun because my cursive is like the worst, and it's the only way I can write. I'm almost almost dysgraphic in my. Oh, writing. I am a. Oh, wait till holiday season. We will be doing. I send out like long handwritten holiday cards. Well, you have to write it for me. I yeah, you just sign at the end. Stenographer or whatever they. Yeah, call it. I have the. I have cards that I, I didn't get to it last year. You know, I was going through some things, but uh, I have boxes of the cards, so we, we have the cards already. Okay, we can talk about this later. Number five. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay number five. <laughs> it's, have you ever heard of Steven Spielberg? Uh, I've heard of Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Uh, it's one of his movies. Do you want to guess which one? That's a Simpsons reference, by the way. Oh, you know that's a cultural blind spot I don't care. for me. I'm still going to do it because other people listen that yes. know Simpsons. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, whatever. Yes. Do you want to guess which one of his movies is my number five? Uh, E.T. Oh, E.T.'s outfit when he comes out dressed as a woman. That could be on the list, but it's not. That's good. It's <laughs> definitely, that's top 50. Yeah. Yes, We're number go top. <laughs> <laughs> But I do remember that now that you're mentioning it. And it isn't, it is not Indiana Jones's outfit, but it is Raiders. outfit. But it is Raiders of the Lost Ark, number five. Raiders uh, of the Lost Ark. I, oh, I was going to guess. I thought you wanted me to keep guessing. <laughs> <laughs> the outfit. Okay. No. No, no. Okay. Um, but the outfit is Karen Allen's outfit in that, you know, uh, Marion Ravenwood. into to like be appeasing to his eye while they're having dinner and it's that white dress when I was a kid I was like that's I'm gonna get married in that dress I loved that dress it had the um it had a very low cut back with a flower like right above the butt crack and like the a flower sleeves, tattoo no <laughs> no <laughs> uh, rose tattoo dropkick murphy's uh no of a fabric flower and then these very full sleeves, uh, short sleeves, like kind of bohemian, and then a flower, right? You know what? I'm I'm gonna show you a picture because you'll know what it is. Yeah, I'll just edit out the, the time between you Googling it and me looking at it. <laughs> um, but also she wears these white peep toe shoes, and remember they throw her down in the pit, the snake pit with Indy, and just uh, an image like just imprinted in my mind is one of the snakes slithers through the peep toe of the shoe it's like a close-up it's very cool wow yours are very specific yeah yeah i told you very specific that's the dress i do remember that Yeah. yeah yeah that's your number five that's my number five i love it but really a fact really quick so deborah She's a very famous costume designer. She actually picked out Indi- Indiana Jones looks the way he looks because of this woman. She picked it. It's called the hero jacket that he's wearing, kind of that bomber jacket. Um, 
she and George Lucas were out to dinner one night and they were like tipsy on champagne and they picked out what Indy would look like. But she also made that very famous uh, crew neck sweatshirt in Animal House Ooh. that Jim Belushi wears. She made, <laughs> she picked that for the movie. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so like, that is, could have been one of my picks if I thought about mm-hmm. it. And the that's her. Shirt, like literally the college shirt that everybody had like when I was in college. And that's Just now a college. huge thing again. I mean, I have that one from... I got that crew neck from Trinity uh, just to wear because, like, that's in style. Oh, that style, yeah. That style, yeah. Not just the same college, yeah. That was no, but I mean, like, a college crew. In 2006, that shirt was popping again. With big Lebowski's. The blue shirt with the white college. Yeah, that typography, yeah, Yeah. for sure. So she, um, she's very famous. She did Coming to America. Oh, the Blues Brothers are dressed, are styled the way that they are because of her as well. Hmm. So she, I guess she was a uh, John Belushi and her were cool. Hmm. Um, Trading Places too, but she knows one of my favorite Christmas movies. So no, I love that movie. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my number five. I want to perhaps look like Marion Ravenwood. Um, the day I get a ball and chain. <laughs> really in that dress? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you can do better than that. Ah, that's Mattress is okay. Okay. uh, So my number five is the UC Santa Cruz t-shirt from Pulp Fiction. You know what? Look at that. We're kind of mirroring. Well, not really. Do you remember that? Before I talk about it? No. Refresh this noggin. Vincent Vega or or John Travolta, which that... Oh, I know. Yes, 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 yes. Which this role, uh, you know, revived his career. It did. It's weird. Like, no, I know. Think about that. Like, he didn't really do much in the 80s. Like, he was kind of, you know, the slow. Of like, he was in the, like, lower level movies. Anyway, Saturday he wears night. the shirt after he accidentally shoots okay. the guy in the back seat. Mm-hmm. So he turns around, which that, that guy was on Mad TV. I forgot that guy's name, but, like, the guy that he shoots in the backseat just, like, explodes his head. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember his name. It's Quentin Tarantino gives them the clothes. Yes, I'm going to tell you that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It caught caught my attention because of the mascot, because I'm kind of a weird, like, nerd about, like, college mascots. Like, like, I could probably, I mean, pretty much name all of them. If you, like, name a college, I'll probably be able to name its mascot. You were the no, the Hokies. Which is a turkey, right? N- no. Do you want me to explain the whole no, story no, no, behind you, that? No, no, I it's know. A, a hokey bird is the mascot, but a, ho- a hokey is not made up. a bird. Yeah, and it's a made-up thing, but whatever. But the, <laughs> Jimmy, or Quentin Tarantino, which is like, his, he's he's in his own movie, he gives yeah, them the clothes after that because Harry things. Harvey Keitel is the cleaner, which that's not his nickname, and I forgot the nickname mm-hmm. of him, but like the dude or something but he cleans the back seat makes it all good puts on like those quilts down but they're just standing there like in these this little like you know little shorts and his UC Santa Cruz banana slugs t-shirt oh yeah they're banana the, slugs is that the real mascot yeah the real mascot for UC Santa Cruz the banana slugs do you know why that do you, I mean it's Tarantino I'm sure that was picked for a reason he's right? not he didn't go to UC Santa Cruz I don't know I think it was just that he he probably had it or like a friend somebody on the set had that and was like oh, it'll be perfect for this because they want to stand there like like they're used to like standing there in like nice like black suits right. like looking badass and they're just standing there in these like you know just like beach outfits I bet the reason why they picked that school is in that trivia section of IMDB why? What do you mean? I just feel like there's probably a reason for it. IMDb? They didn't have IMDb back then. No, I mean right now, if you did some research and you went to the trivia of Pulp Fiction, I'm sure you would have seen why. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> In my research. Somebody can, if they want to do that. Yeah, that's a... Talk about a slog. <laughs> Sometimes I do fall into the rabbit holes so of like reading the goof. Oh. You know, in IMDb, they have their, they have the trivia section. They have the goofs section where you can read where like they made mistakes while filming. Oh yeah, I haven't gone there. Yeah. Oh, I should. It's a yeah. dark, dark hole. 
Okay. Number four. Uh, wait, but I will say Uma Thurman in her leggings and white button down, not on my list. No, I didn't get it. No, I know. It's, that's kind of a big deal, but it didn't. Well, speaking of Uma, that yellow suit from Kill Bill. Yeah. Honorable right. mention. Yeah. Loose on honorable mention. That's yeah, like that's iconic, sure. too. Yeah. I, I have socks that have Quentin Tarantino on it with that yellow and black like design. Oh, I haven't seen those. You yeah. have. Oh, okay. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Okay, this one. There's a whole story, Alex. Um, let's just say 1961. I'm going with Breakfast at Tiffany's, of course. Audrey Hepburn. But not the not the very well-known Givenchy black Givenchy. little <laughs> Givenchy. I never um, heard anybody pronounce it, so I just thought it was Givenchy. Givenchy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> He's French. Um, he, I mean, he basically created the little black dress, and she epitomized it in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, I only went with one Audrey Hepburn. There's Sabrina. There's uh, Two for the Road, which was more in the 60s era. There's uh, Funny Face, which is a great movie with my pal Fred Astaire, who we were talking about before. These are gorgeous. So she teamed up with Givenchy. They were very close friends personally, and she only wanted him to style her. But Edith Head was the head of the, head of the costuming uh, uh all of her movies so she got a lot of the credit you may know Edith Head they, have you ever seen that The Invincibles that cartoon movie that animation oh yeah, yeah. or The Incredibles sorry The Incredibles <laughs> <laughs> you know that little character with the round it's the woman with the round glasses oh yeah she like is based on her yes exactly yeah, of Edith like Head it. and she kind of got all the credit because she said she physically made the dresses but Givenchy really designed all of the looks for Audrey Hepburn Audrey Hepburn won her Oscar for Roman Holiday wearing a very very famous Givenchy dress Roman Holiday is a great movie I thought that little character was based on like the Condé Nast lady what, what's her name Anna Wintour Anna Wintour yeah, yeah. Uh, a little I bit don't, yeah. a little I mean bit, she has a bob and wears sunglasses yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I love that you refer to her as Condé Nast people like she's the Vogue lady oh I didn't know she works for Condé Nast oh okay <laughs> anyway so it's not any of the dresses it's not the gorgeous ball gowns from Sabrina it's not even the, some of the cooler looks in breakfast at Tiffany's this I picked before doing research before a party scene in breakfast at Tiffany's George Capard her love interest is in and talking to uh, Holly Golightly her character her, her close like agent friend she comes out in a toga dress so you know like the Grecian style dresses that you know drape very drapey toga. pale colors another another animal yeah, house reference exactly. which is um, not it was also iconic which I didn't pick which the all of them wearing togas yeah <laughs> well she is wearing this like toga style dress which is very uncommon for her because she wear, wore all the dresses with the cinch waist and the full skirt so it was like this drapey dress then I realized I always loved it I was like she looks fabulous and that she has a big long cigarette holder her hair is done in like a French twist big earrings she that was just a towel really yeah. so number four is a towel so number four is the way that Audrey Hepburn is wearing this draped towel I, I, I don't is, feel as bad about my list now <laughs> no, and then I looked it up. I was, I never realized that she was only in the pre-party scene in this. Once the party starts, she is again in a beautiful Givenchy dress. I thought it was a cool Grecian drapey dress. It was a towel wrapped around her so that she could come out and talk to her George Papard for a quick second. Okay. She looks great. Off the pot, I'll show you a picture. Google image it. Pre-party breakfast at Tiffany's. She looks great. And there are some promo photos of her in it. So I was just confused. That's okay. my number four. Cool. Okay. Well, anybody can Google that and see what it looks like. Yeah, we have to see Roman Holiday together <clears throat> because we do have the poster in our apartment. I got that in Rome, that poster. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, my number four 
is the uh, is the Wes Anderson movie that I yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Okay, wait. You know what? Can I? Can guess? Can you guess what it is? Mm. Well, I know. Can there I are give no you a hint? First, I know there are no females on your list. I was going to say Gwyneth Paltrow's fur coat in Royal Tenenbaums. No. I mean, it's cool, but okay. Uh, you picked the right movie, though. Oh, the track suits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the red Adidas track yes. suits. Mm-hmm. So that really, I, I, it started as an inside joke with Ben Stiller and Wes Anderson. Oh, I didn't know that. So Ben Stiller came on set with his red uh, Adidas tracksuit that he had, and he had just worked out, and he just oh, like he seriously worked out. He in that seriously outfit. worked out. In it. Like, yeah, <laughs> but he refused to change it. So like his character Chaz is like a like he as a kid he was like this big like financial guy like he like at 12 years old like mm-hmm. he started a financial firm that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so he was supposed to like wear a suit or something but like he just didn't you know he didn't I guess I don't know why I don't know why Ben Stiller would refuse to change but it no. worked out because he wanted like his sons to be like him so much so they like he just made Wes Anderson made little track suits for the sons and made their hair look like his too. Well, I just always thought that he was wearing, that character was wearing the tracksuit because what, weren't they always doing drills and stuff because they were... It might have been something that added, that was added because (laughs) because of it, I guess. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Yeah, I thought because, remember the mom died in the plane crash, the dog survived. That was what I was going to mention, to where it was like... Sorry. Yeah, you're you're doing mine. (laughs) God, she's so overbearing. So, no, I say, like, it could be also a response to trauma they felt, uh, that they lost their mother at an early age, and they wanted to stay close to their father, and they wanted to be so much like him because of the trauma. That's what I kind of got from from that. And I also own an Adidas tracksuit. Oh, it's no. not red, but it's that, like, tan one that I keep trying to sell. Like Polly Walnut. Yeah, I keep trying to sell it, and it just <laughs> cannot, like, literally, like, it, I, I gave it to Real Real. And they were gonna they were gonna sell it for like fifty bucks each. Like no. Wait, which tracksuit? Which tracksuit did the you y3 sell? The Adidas. Y- I didn't sell it. Oh, I thought you, the one that no. I sold the button back. Yeah, because I didn't because I didn't I wasn't gonna get enough money for it. It was like too nice to not to not. I thought you sold her YouTube look like Polly. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> like I want to if I want to walk outside and look like a real like Russian mafia guy. Yeah, like, yeah. I could do that. In Go Brooklyn, I could, I, could get, yeah. I could get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, this guy, well, he's, you know, he's got shit going on. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's I, about to, to squash some <laughs> some nuts, you know. Like, <laughs> where's my money? All right. Okay. Number three for you. Okay. Number three. This is a movie we have to see together because it's probably my favorite movie. Bringing Up Baby. It's from 1938. It's an RKO movie, so it's real. Um, What's RKO? RKO is one of the movie studios from the early days of movies. Uh, I think Warner Brothers may have bought it. Well, um, Henry, oh, what's his name? The Aviator. The movie. Oh. Howard Howard Hughes bought it and then I think sold it to another movie studio. So it's really, really like early movies. I still haven't seen The Aviator yet. I want to see that. Who made that movie? I don't know. uh, Scorsese? Yes. Yeah, Scorsese. Have you ever heard of him? No. (laughs) (laughs) None of his movies are on I know. It's weird. None of mine either. So it's Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant. So it is like the original screwball comedy. So remember when of I was talking about... Of course it is, because Cowie Gwent is in it. Remember What's Up Doc that I talked about yesterday? So this that was like the 70s version of Bringing Up Baby, screwball comedy. Uh, so I couldn't... Re- Howard Greer did the costuming for it, but he's not really credited. But Catherine Hepburn's... She's a society gal in New York, has a country house up in Connecticut. It's screwball. They're trying to find this missing bone from a dinosaur because Cary Grant's a paleontologist. <laughs> and there's a pet li- and baby I, and I is a leopard. I want to hear him say 
paleontologist. He doesn't talk like that. <laughs> he does that. talk like that. <laughs> what have you seen? One movie of his, North what, by North Northwest? Northwest. Yeah, he talks like that the whole movie. He was, he was a, I'm a paleontologist. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Archibald Leach is his real name. His his born, his given name. His dead name. Archibald, Archibald, Archibald Leach. Okay. That's his name. Um, <laughs> anyway... So she's a society gal. It's before they go up to Connecticut with the pet leopard. It's it's a great movie. Um, she's having drink. They're kind of like doing this cat and mouse thing, this little flirting thing. He's annoyed by her. She's zany. She's in a New York, I'm thinking like a hotel bar, big doings, like when people used to go out dinner and dancing. She's sitting at the bar. She's wearing this gold dress. It's black and white, but... It looks like a shiny gold. Long sleeves, a wrap dress, uh, evening gown, black tie. But the thing is, she's wearing this thing on her head, and because it's black and white, you can't really tell what it is. But it's this veil, this like translucent veil with the gold trimming that just like falls down her head, and it's so cool. The way watching it move hmm. in black and white. That's Addie, guys. Uh, watching she's it. She's trying to open the door. Yeah. She's good at it. Unfortunately. Um, watching it move in black and white is so gorgeous. Uh, she also has this great scene at the bar. She's catching olives in from her martini into her mouth. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. She rips Cary Grant's tucks and tails in this scene, which they also do that gag in What's Up Doc as well. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, um... Yeah, to see that because I yeah I can't really envision really any of that. Yeah, I mean I was gonna pick an even more <laughs> more specific outfit of hers after this scene. She puts on a polka dot jumpsuit with a big fur coat, and I just wanted to dress like that. This I saw this movie in the fifth grade, and I was just trying to dress like that to class, um, and I did a pretty good job. But you know I wasn't in the Abercrombie trends. So. <laughs> No, I would wear it. I would wear. Um, I got this fake fur coat from Kmart one season that was really just aimed to, towards old ladies who didn't have money because it was just like this huge fake fur coat. But that was my coat, and I would wear it over these like silky pants. This was I mean, the that's fifth pretty grade. Cool in like at Kmart, like they don't have that shit anymore. They don't have Kmart oh, anymore. Well, yeah, <laughs> the equivalent, like a Target, like a Target yeah. wouldn't have it. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, um, we'll watch that. That's our next one together. Okay. <clears throat> well, it's my number three. Is the gold jacket from Happy Gilmore? Okay, I've never seen this. Oh movie. my god. <laughs> so it's obviously a play. I get this. I get this mixed up with the one what? with Bill Murray, Caddyshack. Yeah, those are totally. I mean, not totally different. They're movies, golf. But I mean, they're movies. both golf comedy movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But <laughs> obviously, obviously, it's a play on the green jacket that you win at the Masters mm -hmm. tournament. Just the icon on our Instagram page, right? Yeah, just because of the the, the, the color scheme. Yeah. <laughs> and that my mom literally had the green jacket oh, on. Yeah, and she Easter. looked exactly Easter. like Jack Nicholas. So, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It'll change. Mm -hmm. That icon will change. But, um, but Happy literally says in the movie, gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Because <laughs> like, like, he didn't want to, he didn't care to win it. But mm -hmm. he just was like playing golf because he was really good at it. It, but he played hockey at first, but then he was able to like smash the ball like 500 yards every time, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm good at this." And this other like guy named Chubbs, who was a uh, like a mat like a good golf player at one point, was like, I'm, "I got to get this guy on the course," and like then hijinks ensue. Julie <laughs> Bowen, Bowen from a Modern Family is the love interest, right? Yes, and yeah. it's weird. Yeah. It's like she didn't do much in between like but she was like great in that movie mm -hmm. 
she didn't do like a whole lot of movies or TV shows in between. Like, and that was like a, a big chunk of time. It was like 12 years in between, maybe longer, but she yeah. became huge in that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I only know her from Happy Gilmore. Right, right. <laughs> but she was great at it. But Shooter McGavin is the only serious golfer and he's like the the antagonist and he's he's hilarious. But he's the one that like really wants the gold jacket because everybody else has it. And like at the very end, it's just like iconic because he like steals the jacket. I mean, we're, we'll watch it, but like I'm I'm spoiling it because but everybody's seen this movie. That's fine. Pretty much like, like, <laughs> you know, that, you if know, you didn't like, spoil it, I'd be sitting the during happy, the whole movie happy wondering. Wins the tournament on this stupid fucking putt that goes all over like God's green earth, like all over like the like the God's scaffoldings. <laughs> the scaffolding hits off of stuff and then like goes in and they go yeah, but then like shooter steals the jacket from him and he was like it's my jacket. You know what? Then, I've like, seen this. I've seen this like on TBS. Slow motion, <laughs> slow motion runs as the guy that's like huge, like a huge guy, and they call him like Frank. He's like I had to hit the ball off of Frankenstein's fat foot, which is this guy who was just a fan of Happy's for some reason was running after him behind him, and then then you hear like after they go away, you hear him like beating the shit out of him and taking the jacket from him. It's it's a it's a great movie. It's a great kids movie. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that just that jacket is just a yeah, it sticks in my mind. My favorite Adam Sandler movie is Funny People. That's a good movie. Yeah. That's high I, people shit on that movie. They and do. I think it's they say great. it's his they say that it's Apatow's worst movie. I but he's it. made a lot of good movies though. It's long. It's a slog. Oh, that Judd Apatow is a slog. That's it. Well, All of great. his movies are slogs. I, I liked they, King yeah, of Staten makes, Island, and that was a fucking slog. He makes them thirty minutes longer than they should be. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, yeah. that's his I style. It. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, okay. okay Number so two. Remember yesterday, I was saying um, I was dancing at work, and I remembered a movie that should be on my list, and I had to rearrange and everything. Were you listening? Yes. <laughs> Anyway, it's this one. It's my number two. So the fact that I forgot it is almost unforgivable. Bye Bye Birdie. Do you know it? I've heard of it. You did high school musicals. High school musicals do Bye Bye Birdie a lot. You guys I only did Grease. And... Oh, come on. No, I know, but Bye Bye Birdie is so much And Little Shop of Horrors, I have to mention. Oh, yeah. We saw that off-Broadway for my birthday. Yeah, it was great. The same show. That's going to Broadway. That's crazy. I know. And we, the, oh God, it was I mean, it's just going to so, move over a few so, streets. Like, it was not so like good. It was so good. And the guy from Fire Island was Seymour. Anyway, so number two, Bye Bye Birdie and Margaret was in it, which is, which is good timing because we just saw Elvis. They did not mention Anne Margaret in the movie Elvis, though, and they had an affair. Did they not at all? No. First of all, that whole period huh. of Elvis's life you missed because you were in the bathroom. Literally five minutes. And I missed <laughs> you the missed whole the Tired like Viva Las Vegas. Five, five minutes, and I miss him meeting his wife and marrying his wife, and like, then doing all those Hollywood films. You I thought I was leaving in a, in a lull. I thought I left in a lull. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a, a couple minutes to go to the bathroom, come back. Nothing changed, and it literally was the fastest like run through mm-hmm. of the movie. Like he was already in Vegas. Like and I it was to, done. I've been there, done that. He went through his whole like movie career, just like boop, like right. There. That was a decade. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so um, Bye Bye Birdie, it started as a, um, it was on Broadway first. uh, And Anne Margaret wasn't in the Broadway production, but Dick Van Dyke, who was on the Broadway and the the movie. Who was still alive and kicking at 96. Always with a smile, that one. He has a weird beard, though. He needs to shave his beard. Man is, man's plugging along. Anyway, so uh, I do love her pink outfit in the lot of living to do scene. She's wearing pants, uh, high-waisted pants and a crop top with like a ruffled um, bralette almost. And you can see her little tummy. Um, it's not that outfit though. It's the, so the movie, they wrote uh, two numbers for Anne Margaret to bookend the movie. Um, which were not in the Broadway production. It's bye bye birdie. She sings that in the beginning of the movie and at the end. Can I place this on? Come on. <laughs> Probably not for me singing it. But uh, 
She's wearing almost a nude color chiffon dress with sleeves. It's belted at the stomach and it has a full skirt that's very flowy. And she's standing in front of a sky blue background. She's just singing to the camera. It's just her talking about, singing about Birdie. Um, it's more so the styling. It's so, it's amazing how they did it because in the beginning they styled, same dress, they styled her as a very innocent girl, 16-year-old, who's very sad that her idol, Birdie, aka Elvis, I mean, it was written about Elvis, uh, is going off to war. So she's singing about how sad she is about him leaving, like genuinely sad. Then throughout the movie, she kind of grows up. They, when they finish it and she's singing again about by, uh, about Birdie leaving, Conrad Birdie leaving for war, she's over him and she's kind of singing this song in a sarcastic way. They pumped up her boobs. They're out, they're out like up to her chin. Her hair is more bouffant and more like a uh, grown up. And the way she's singing, she's sarcastic, kind of like, go away, I have my own life. It is so cool how they styled it. She looks like 10 years older. Hmm. Uh, and her performance is so good in this movie. Uh, Paul Lynch, who played her dad in... Wait, we did watch that. Did we watch that? I think I showed you the You showed me that clip. Yeah, that yeah, clip, yeah. I, yeah, I totally remember that now. It's yeah, that sky blue background. Yeah. It's very famous. They, it was in Mad Men. It was cool. Um, it was basically her telling them to, to screw off. Yeah. We have to... But you have to watch it start to finish to really get the impact of her growing up. But Paul Lynch, who played her dad... Was a very famous comedian was like that was just the signal to all the other actors that it was Anne Margaret's movie, no one else's. You know, they really made it her star. Margaret vehicle. was a, uh, a treasure. Definitely. Yeah, but uh, a, Janet Lee was in it too. She was just as much of like a sex symbol as uh, as like Marilyn Monroe. Really. Yeah, different era, but different yeah, era, it's a yeah. Very, definitely the same type. I love Anne Margaret. Okay, well. Uh, I'm going to go through number two and one because I would like you to, to be the last. Oh, thank you. How <laughs> Because I forgot. Because it's my topic. Because you, yeah, it's your topics. Because, you know, my number one is going to not be that big of a deal, but it's my number one. Yeah. So This is personal. But this is my two and one. My two is actually better, I think. Okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> and uh, so number two is Forrest Gump's Nike Cortez sneakers. When he's running and can't stop? The Nike shoes Jenny gives Forrest before he decides, for no particular reason, uh, to go for a little run. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I'm a, I'm a sneaker head, so I had to include a shoe on this list. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, <clears throat> it was probably the movie that my uh, family and I watched the most uh, as kids. It was just like so easy to just put on. It's so weird. Like, you kind of jump very into child. Friendly. You can jump into that movie, and it's not, it's not really, <laughs> it's not, but you can just jump into any part of that movie and, like, watch the rest of it. It's so oh, weird, yeah. like, so um, but it's in red, white, and blue, uh, one of the original running sneakers that were based on the original Asics. Oh, my. Going back to the brand of shoe that you just bought. Yeah. And they're really nice and comfortable. Asics was originally Anasuka Tiger, which is also still a company, but they're the same company. It's Asics and Anasuka. But Nike copied their design, sort of. Like, they changed it to the waffle. You know, remember, like, the waffle bottom yes. of a shoe, mm -hmm. a running shoe? Yeah. The whole design was a total ripoff of of, uh, of Asics, oh. so Asics was original. I mean, like they like, I mean Nike kind of took that shit. So, but whatever, it's fine. Everybody does it. Everybody steals but ideas. That, but that sneaker was already made before the move, the movie. Oh yeah, of okay. course. Yeah, I mean that was well before the movie. Yeah, but before that setting, which was still I think around that was like later when mm -hmm. like, they were living together, and he was like, I'm, I'm gonna go run, you know, was like, go run. Oh, no. <laughs> and then just like goes across the country a few times, just tastes like cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that particular shoe, the Cortez, became popular in the 80s for streetwear in on the West Coast. Well, the, uh, and in New York, it's like the Air Force Ones, and like, oh, Chicago's the Jordans. Cool. Air Force Ones are so big here. And it's it's a thing that, like, you can't crease or get your Air Force Ones dirty right. in the city. But now, little, like, NYU 
you girls are wearing cooked Air Force Ones with dresses. I hate with dresses. That look. Like they literally are, are like scuffing them on purpose to make them look like they're like old, but they're actually like new ones, and it's bullshit. Yeah, I'm such like a man's <laughs> chucks person for like if I'm gonna wear a sneaker with a dress, it's gonna be one of those. But I'm older than the gals who can pull that look off because it looks good. It's just I have thick ankles too, and I feel like the Air Force Ones like just make them look like a. I think they would look cool. Okay, so we're going with my number one. Well, you know that your number two, Forrest Gump, was filmed in the same area as the Big Chill in South Carolina. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, Savannah. Literally, we've well, been Savannah. to Savannah and saw, like, the, like, the, where the, the, um, what was it, the... Uh, the park bench was yeah but it wasn't there Georgia but also in uh, South Carolina where Buford is is like the scene with the shrimp boat where in forest waves like does that goofy wave to Lieutenant Dan and then the Vietnam scenes were hunting island which is a beach in South Carolina right near Buford cool yeah because it looked like Vietnam I guess I've swam in that ocean it's great <clears throat> nice yeah Okay, well, my my number one uh, on on this list is. Um, Wait, give me a clue. It's something you already mentioned today. Oh, today, Indiana Jones. No, don't don't guess it though, because the next I think you'll guess the next thing. I talked about George Lucas, one of his movies. No. Black suit, Ray Bans, black tie, and fedora. In the Blues Brothers. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh my gosh, our girl, our girl. What's her name? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't even. Deborah. Nat. Uh, <laughs> I say it like that. That's her. Mm-hmm. You're number one. Yeah. No, yeah. What, what else did she do? What was the thing? Uh, she did Indiana Jones, of course. She did Coming to America, Trading Places. Oh, and the Animal House. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did, of course she did Animal House because they, they made that movie like not that long afterwards. Yeah. She was like in that whole like uh, Dan Aykroyd, Jim Belushi, or Jim, John, John Belushi. <laughs> Jim took over for I him know. did a pretty Oof. bad job. Yeah. Belushi, <laughs> Belushi Brothers 2000. Oh. It was the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, but like that, that movie is just so iconic. Like a fu- like, I mean, and it, like, I don't know if people knew that like they came, of course it came from an SNL sketch, mm-hmm. but it was like not supposed to be comedy. Like John really wanted to make it like a legitimate blues outfit. Like, and those, those outfits like are, are Jake and Elwood. It's like, mm-hmm. there's nobody like if they did all that stuff in any other outfits, like it would just not, it would just be Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. It would just, it was just like, so they're just so iconic. Yeah. So cool. And it's just something that like a lot of other people wear, but if you wear that outfit, just a black suit, skinny tie with the glasses and the hat, like you're a blues brother. Yeah. That's it. Like it's not, I mean, there's no, there's no competition. The glasses so. and the hat. That's definitely a Halloween costume pick too. You know, mm-hmm. it's so simple, but if you and your like buddy do that, that everyone will know what it is. Mm-hmm. Or if you add some more people, they'll think you're Reservoir Dogs. It could be that too though. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. But not, you'd have, I don't know. There was, there's something else in Reservoir Dogs that you could, you'd have to be like five or six guys in the same yeah, yeah. Like, If you're two guys, it's Blue, Blue, Blues Brothers. For <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. And one is tall and one is squat. Blues Brothers. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the Dan Aykroyd one. No, I would be. I can be the John Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> we listened to that album on a, when we were on the FDR, remember? We did, and it's really good. It is. It's really that good. Live, that live album was number one. So at one point, John Belushi had the number one album, movie, and TV show all at the same time. And it was that live oh. album, Animal House, and SNL. Oh, wow. That's... But he was still massively depressed. So like, God. Like, you know, God help us all. That's helping. kind of like when J-Lo had a, a number one album and a number one movie out at the same time. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> the wedding planner. Oh. I did, yeah. Which yeah. brings me to my number one, Jennifer Lopez. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in Marry Me, her wedding dress in, in Marry Me. Made in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> just her maid's outfit. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. 
obscure movies I picked and it's a J-Lo movie. <laughs> her her, it could be that her red, bikini and hustlers. That really like weird red outfit she wore in the cell. Remember the cell? Oh, Aaliyah. No. J-Lo. Right, wasn't Aaliyah in that? No. I don't think. I think she had a minor part. Hmm. Isn't D'Onofrio? He's like the weird... Oh, you're more... You're your guy. guy. You love him. Yeah. You're your man. He's was also he in that yeah, docu... He he's w- also in that docu-series. He plays Jerry Falwell, and I, I love know. it. He plays the villain. Eyes of Tammy Faye was a very good so movie. So good. <laughs> um... Damn it! What what movie am I thinking about with Olivia? Okay, it doesn't. It does not matter. My number one is, of course, Judy Garland. Um, I picked not Meet Me in St. Louis, my favorite musical, Trolley Song, great. Um, Not Dorothy. No, I picked a movie called Summerstock from 1950. You don't know the movie. A lot of people don't. It's not that great. It's kind of like we're going to a farm and putting on a show movie, which is a lot of like the lazy musicals. But it's with Gene Kelly. And he did this movie as a favor to Judy because she was on her down slump and she helped him in the beginning of his career. And his career was like on the top right now in 1950. So she was on drugs and uh, she was a little plumper during the entire filming of this movie. And the costume designer, the costume designer, Walter Plunkett was like, had it he was had it with her um he was like doing a lot of uh, overall work and button down work and then finally near the end of the movie is the iconic tuxedo jacket with seamed stockings so it's just the double-breasted tuxedo top fedora hats her long legs she they took a two-month break between the regular filming and this scene she had lost all of the weight she was tiny 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 um she sings the song get happy in front of the pink cloud uh scenes it's we watched this together it's very well known um the original though the original costume was from 1948's easter parade but it was a cut scene but she wore that same double-breasted tuxedo jacket in the fred astaire movie Easter Parade 1948 they cut it and they brought it back for summer stock I was this costume in the sixth grade I think I still have it I would like to bring it back this this Halloween iconic it's cool yeah I like that one yeah I think we had good number ones pretty solid Uh, so I'm selecting the next topic for uh, next week. That's right. And it is going to be our top 10 favorite. I don't even know if it would be favorite, but it would be like the top 10 most problematic songs that we know that we know or even we find you know it it can be stuff that like we you know haven't I mean maybe it's stuff we haven't heard but it's stuff that like it should be stuff that we have heard okay so number one is gonna be really ugly it'll be ugly we have to preface that it's going to we're not like when we actually say these lyrics we're not condoning the lyrics we're also not canceling you know we we ain't cancel culture we Please. <laughs> um, so when you say problematic, you mean like personally problematic or like, can I put on the list uh, like songs that are problematic to my ears because I don't like the singer's voice? <laughs> <laughs> then that would, I mean, there would be way too many songs then if it was Like just every that. single Ariana Grande song. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So more like... We can be flexible with this. Yeah. Can be loose with it, but problematic normally just means like something that's not socially acceptable now, but maybe was then. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of the basic you know, okay. definition of it. Yeah. Maybe your band will make an appearance on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. what, I'm trying to think of like anything that would be problematic. I mean, I curse in my music a little bit. No. But, All right, yeah. this one's gonna be. I'm gonna have my work. Yeah, it's going to take a lot more homework, and I, I mean, I'm down for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> the last 
last one took me a few hours. It took you a few I days. Know, I know, I so. know, yeah. yeah. And you'll see it. You saw the difference. I recommend, <laughs> just a recommendation, uh, you should go on Genius for the lyrics. Okay. It's a, it's a, a website that has, like, all the lyrics. So. Thank you for mansplaining that to me. All right. Guys, I got to go to the place that shall not be named, so I got to skedaddle. But um, we'll see you next week. Yes, next week. Well, this will it will probably be a two parter too. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess that's the new trend. Yeah. Or the trend. Right? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll just put it all in one. Uh, we'll see. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Love you so much. I love you. Oh, no, I love you. Schmoopy. Schmoop.